Well, the toy one shouldn't take that long. Probably not. Hey everyone, welcome to Mostly Off Center, the actual Mostly Off Center podcast where we discuss pretty much a wide range of topics in one podcast. Um, different yeah, things, we whatever we want to in this one. Uh, we'll start off with the with one. Doesn't really fit into our four reels. Doesn't really fit in anywhere else. It's a it's a music. Yeah, it really is. What was your favorite toy? Like just to kind of get to know us a little bit. Um, with me, Mike Yancey. The best. <laughs> I was gonna say the only at this point, but <laughs> we'll get we'll change well, that. that. We're, gonna, the we're gonna have more guests come on with us all multiple times. Don't worry. So, Mike, what was your favorite toy growing up? Lego. Lego. Why? Well, for me, it was uh, the the one toy that could be any toy. So we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and my mom didn't mind buying Legos. So I could take that toy and make it any toy. So I didn't have... Uh, I never had a complete set of Transformers. Like, they had all the combiners mm-hmm. when I was, uh, you know, an older little kid. So... Uh, what were the aerial bots? Oh yeah, yeah. The the tra- the, the, the ones Autobots that, yeah. that were the the planes. Yeah, the Autobots and Loved the those toys. all the ones that turned into the airplanes. Yeah, stuff. and I kind of have to admit, kind of pissed me off that they started getting the combiners there at the end because you had to buy all five of them in yeah. order to. Well, get you can the thank whole... Voltron for that. Yeah, I loved that. Voltron. I always wanted Voltron, but you know, you had to get all five in order to get the whole dang thing. Yep cheap communist or capitalist <laughs> pigs but um i never got a complete set of those things so i always had like one arm maybe the torso and that was it but i had legos so i could build my own combiners which i did and you know i could build whatever the crap i wanted so i've been collecting legos since i was a little kid now i've got this giant tub of them and, uh, you know, I can make whatever the crack I want. I can make castles, I can make spaceships, I can make boats, I can make... We, I used to have uh, demolition derbies with my brother. We'd smash cars and, you know, have a blast. So, Legos allow you to expand your imagination any way you want. And that's what I love about Legos, is you can do whatever you want. Play with them for a while, take them apart, build whatever else you want, and... You know, you, they can do whatever you want to with them. As opposed to this toy, which is only that, and then, you know, it, it's static. You can only do that one thing with it. So that's why I like Legos. I, I admit, I played with Legos a lot, too. In fact, it's <laughs> one of our big ones. I don't know if I would call it my favorite, though. Like, I, I, I know why it's your favorite. Cause... Fascist. <laughs> well, it may be, because G.I. Joe... Was that, actually my right, favorite because right. they're kind of like Legos. Like even though they all had names and they all did different things, you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah, like any sort of scenario, you could play giant battle. You can play secret spec ops missions. You could do whatever you want. And they had the coolest additions to it, like the boats, the planes, the Dagon tanks, everything. Like, even combinations of all three <laughs> was what was cool about G.I. Joe. And if you didn't have that, then we went to Legos and made little forts right. or whatever. But it was just super fun to have those things. They were, and they were cool because, like, they could move, 
the way they moved around was different than other toys. They had a lot of moving parts and thus making them easily breakable yeah. if if roughed up. But they it made them so fun. They couldn't hold a gun, you know, with their little cut right. hands. But kung fu grip, kung fu grip. Love that term back in the day. <laughs> now with kung fu grip, like so it could hold something. Yeah, <laughs> instead of just a closed fist. It was it was were cool growing up, and I loved that. And I loved when I would find toys that kind of incorporated that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was only like five of them made in a series, but there was this when KB Toys was around. That mm-hmm. was a toy store in the mall. Oh yeah, for those who are too young to remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. there, I found um, me we me and my brothers we found this. Uh, this toy it was like an import from Japan or something, but they were like armored cops or something. And oh. the, like you, you could get the armor. There was a green, a white. It was like a Power Rangers yeah. type of thing, a blue, red, the whole deal. And they had little kung, kind, sort of Kung Fu grip, but each of them had attachments and weapons that were super cool. I got the one that was like the white in the white armor. It had two guns that snapped on the side of its leg so he could have like holsters. He had this big rifle. He had guns that spout out from his back that shoulder guns and Rock on. he had this little mask. I don't know why cuz I think he was wearing a mask to begin with and then he had like a mask over his mask. Well, you know, like a breathing mask over his mask. Double back for your protection. I know, man. right? But he was the coolest looking one ever <laughs> and I loved him. Those were my toys that I had growing up, and I loved them. But, you know, there's all the other ones that, that uh, you had uh, He-Man. Oh, yeah. You had We had He-Man. We had, um, holy cow, what else was there? I, oh, He-Man, G.I. Joe, <sighs> Thundercats. Mm. I, I don't know. G.I. Joe were my favorite because there were so doggone many of them. Right. You could just do whatever. They are fantastic. Legos were cool, though. I will, I will give you Legos. So this is my daughter, Sophia, everyone. Sophie, what is your favorite toy? Captain America. Captain America. That's a good choice. Like, your Red Skull toy? He's your favorite? Mm-hmm. The one sitting in the package over here? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was right there, isn't he? See now I she's she, whatever new favorite thing is. There he is, Ooh. Red Skull. My daughter is a Red Skull fan. Hail Hydra. <laughs> you don't have to open it right now. <laughs> well, that, that that those are just fun though. Yeah. Like I look at toys nowadays though, like yeah, they're not they're not cool, man. No, this one's pretty cool though. Like like if we see it, this kind of reminds me of the old GI Joes. It's got Kung Fu. This is a, a Marvel Legends, everyone. Marvel Legends uh, Red Skull, based off the the Captain America First Avenger movie. He's got Kung Fu grip. He's got an interchangeable head. His legs move around and bend at the knees, and his feet move. It's got a big old gun. It's pretty cool. Kind of reminds me of G.I. Joe a little bit. But then you see some of these other ones, like... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go back to... When 1999, Star Wars Episode One came out, they were releasing all these toys. I was a guy who, I liked the small ones, but I liked the big 12-inch, people call them dolls, mm-hmm. but they were the 12-inch figures that had actual cloth clothing and different things, and they were moving around, they could do things, hold the lightsaber, 
pose them however you wanted. It was cool. Now you get 12-inch figures that are just solid plastic. And all they do is lift their arms straight forward and back and their legs straight forward and back, and that's it. And they're like 25 bucks. Yeah, geez. No, that's not fun. Uh, I had an extensive He-Man collection. Liked those. But uh, I also had... This was fairly late before when I was still getting toys, before I started getting too old to get toys... I didn't think so, but my mom wouldn't buy them for me anymore. <laughs> but Captain Power. Oh, yeah. And they had a cool gimmick, which was um, you could buy the Captain Power spaceship, and it had the two rocket engines on the, the top of the ship, one of which was basically just for kind of decoration, but it, you know, it may have had where the sound came from but the other had an actual like little laser thing in it and you could shoot it at the tv screen and it would you know blow stuff up on the tv screen so if you could watch the tv show you could actually interact with the cartoon well it wasn't a cartoon it was a live action show and that was really cool and you could buy like the the videos and stuff and you know kind of play along with the show it was really cool and the TV show wasn't on for very long, and it came on at a really weird time, so it was very difficult to <laughs> do All the best with. ones are. Oh, yeah. But it, it was really cool. I, you know, that's the thing. Like, growing up with the toys that we had, there was a lot of them would say they were limited. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say if you look at, like, 1970s toys, the Star Wars toys back in the day, yeah. very limited. Oh, yeah. And how they played very... Then the 80s kind of rolled around. You had toys made to sell the cartoon, essentially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you had uh, He-Man, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And even extent, like, Batman and stuff mm -hmm. was really there to sell a product. But you saw how they kind of progressed and how they went from, like, plastic to... had Some had metal. Then they went back to plastic and... But some the thing was was cool is like He Man they all had like a gimmick like mm -hmm. you could, as we've discussed in other podcasts like you could twist the hip and his arm would punch mm -hmm. or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had every accessory known to man or their every design known to man like surfing Raphael or <laughs> beach bum Michelangelo or yeah. Ninja Leonardo like we're gonna sell a toy because for some reason we think we can do that yeah. Uh, we're gonna sell this cartoon, and now I, you know, you got cool stuff though. You got stuff that interacted with you and did things. Laser fights, laser guns, yeah. laser tag. Man, that was oh, that yeah. was a big deal back then. Oh yeah. I don't even see laser. Well, no, I see small things of laser tag, mm. kind of anymore. But it's more about the Nerf guns now, which is pretty okay in my book. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know, I I'm not as a huge fan of toys nowadays. Yeah. Like they're more for collecting now. Yeah, they really with. are. Especially for those of us who are in like the the pop culture things. If you want something related to pop culture, it's more of a collectible than it is something to actually usable. And yes, we're older, but come on, sometimes it's fun to get an action figure and reenact a battle or something. Yeah. Gets your creative mind flowing, whatever it takes, but if I want a statue, I'll buy a statue. Yeah, I don't want to buy a 
$20 toy that acts as a statue. Yeah. No. Doesn't make sense. I mean, if I'm going to buy Legos, I'm going to take them out of the package and I'm going to play with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Legos, you can do that, though. Well, yeah, that's... It's like Legos have that added bonus of being playable no matter what you do. Exactly. You can't just open it, put it on the table, like, there's my collection. <laughs> All these random Lego pieces. The only downside to Legos is stepping on them. Well, there is that. That is awful. I think that that's is, been covered multiple places and multiple times. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. It is painful. Ugh, hate it. But I love Legos. Yep. All right. Those are our toys. Let us know what toys you like. What are some you played with? Maybe you're younger than us and there's some cool ones that we don't know about. Yeah, uh, maybe you're older than us and there's some that are cool about. You know, like the old wooden duck that you had to pull with the string. <laughs> Slinkies. Oh, those were fun too, but... yeah. If you didn't have stairs, they were useless. I I have to admit, slinkies bore me. They're they're, they're fun for like two minutes. Here's the thing. If you don't have stairs, which in a lot of the houses we didn't, we would buy a slinky and have it with us, but we didn't have stairs. If you don't have stairs, slinkies are useless. Pretty much. Like, you hold it in your hands and you can only balance them out so often. Yep. It's, yeah, slinkies. They're a weird toy. Yeah. Someone saw a spring and was like, let's loosen that up and give it to kids. Lawn darts. <laughs> hey, those are fun no matter what my dead uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Lawsuits waiting to happen. I don't think they even waited to happen. I think within 20 minutes of the someone getting that home, there yeah. was like, oh, lawsuit. Well, that's, that'll cover the, the toy faction, I think. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, I like toys are just fun. Yeah. Love it. You're never too old for toys. So another thing we want to discuss about today is something kind of interesting. It doesn't really fit into a four reels because this is kind of a in-general idea about the state of the world. If in, imagine, in, a, in a weird sense, like option what it could be. The theory, the question is like, what would the world be like if all of the James Bond villains actually existed? Like from all of the movies, we'll go to the movie villains because they're more fleshed out and you kind of yeah. get a visual of them. From Doctor No to Spectre, all of these movie James Bond villains with these dastardly plans, <laughs> with these e- big layers, what kind of world would we be in? We'd be screwed. Wouldn't we? Like, what kind of technological advances would we have, though? Well, yeah, that there'd be some upsides, but for the most part, we'd be kind of screwed. Well, really, <clears throat> let's look at Dr. No first. Like, he had this island to himself Yeah. that was based on, what was it? In the ba- Caribbean. Caribbean, just off in the islands. D- about to launch nuclear... Blasts or whatever. I can't even remember his so plan. But his plan was to disrupt um, NASA launches by scrambling their uh, radio signals or something, thus making the United States think it was the Soviet Union mm. doing of it. Of course, back in the 60s, that's what it would have to be. Yep. Well, that, see, that would be an interesting newspaper to read, though. Like, yeah. Trouble in the Caribbean, villain villains lair. <laughs> it was like a volcanic lair, wasn't it? No, no, it was. It was just uh, deep in just the a, island, but with 
he had a nuclear reactor That's because right. he was a nuclear scientist that lost his hands unchecked in the yeah unchecked nuclear scientist owns island blows it up but you know he he worked for specter back then yeah so well see that that's what's funny about that is like there's this huge organization behind all these things but when you stop and look at it like goldfinger he wasn't specter but no. there was an attack on fort knox that would have had to make news. Like, people around the yeah. area are not going to be like, um... Because an entire city falls asleep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Or Fort at Knox, least pretends to. Well, yeah. But, and then... Uh, Fort Knox is not a, a minor... No. ...installation in the government. And, you know, they're using a freaking laser beam. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. This is a, a major incursion by a superpower... Yeah, wasn't it Chinese forces? Yeah, it was too? Chinese forces. So yeah, so, by a foreign government. Yeah, incursion in the mainland U.S. So this is this is big. Yeah, you know, and they get very close to exploding a dirty bomb on government soil, and yeah, the U.S. military manages to suppress it fairly handily, but you still have a lot of people dying, American soldiers dying. Yeah killing a lot of Chinese soldiers. And, of course, the Chinese aren't going to admit, oh, yeah, you, you guys whooped our butts. But nonetheless, you have a, a international uh, major businessman behind the whole thing, but he still manages to pull all of this off. Yeah. You know, and uh, none the, even though James Bond saves our butts on a routine basis, mind you, but he... I still have to think that the government is going to be kind of cheesed at all of this. That a little bit that um, they have to have a Brit come in and save our butts <laughs> constantly, constantly. You know, it, it's kind of what I call the Doctor Who syndrome. That in if you watch Doctor Who a lot, the British government has protocols of what to do if Doctor Who or if the Doctor shows up. Like the the royal or the royal family knows about him. They have all of this stuff, this lore, because he married one of the queens. He have, they have all of this stuff. <clears throat> the prime ministers and all of this stuff. They have all of these really deep level protocols of what to do if the doctor shows up. And in one episode, though, he shows up with uh, President Nixon. President Nixon doesn't have the slightest idea who the hell this guy is. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Um, you'd you'd kind of think that somebody who keeps saving the world, the United States, the President of the United States, would kind of know who this guy is, if nothing else, because the Prime Minister would be like, man... By the way, if this guy shows up in your country... Uh, you know, there's this alien from Gallifrey who, like, is constantly showing up and he's doing all of this stuff. But, you know, yeah, he, he shows up and he saves Britain a lot, but, you know, whatever. But... Because they need saving, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, you just kind of have to think that the United States would think, oh, wait, 007's on American soil? Shit. <laughs> What's going on? Shit. Oh, damn it. Oh, hell's going to break loose. <laughs> Kill that guy. Because no wonder in uh, uh, Quantum of Solace, the CIA is like, oh, you want that guy killed? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah we're all over that. Yeah, we don't. All over that. You you can have them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like he, we're going off the Daniel Craig James Bond. Yeah. He wins the poker game at Casino the Casino Royale. Yeah. The whole thing the movie's based on. So obviously that's going to reverberate around that oh, community, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. This guy from Britain just won this game. This is what he looks like, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And, well, and he's I, got millions of dollars, and then, hey, he's involved in a crash <laughs> immediately after yeah. this card game. Shows up at the, the recovery center in Italy. Yeah. People know who he is. And then there's the whole thing that takes place in Venice. Yeah. Where, like, the building sinks into the sea. You're telling me that's not making the news? <laughs> that there's this whole fight? <laughs> like, people are scrounging and running around all of Venice yeah. amidst this collapsing building into the water, and they're not going to be like... Wait a minute. Wait, what's going on? And pictures all over. Uh, can I? This is very off topic. Can I just say that James Bond has to be the worst spy of all time? Yeah. Because he goes right up to the bad guy in every freaking movie and says, "Hi, I'm James Bond." Yeah, doesn't even hide it. Bond, James Bond. It's a cool catchphrase, but man, covert but is then, not in and every freaking time. He's like, "Hi, I'm going to use the most blatant." innuendo of all time to say I'm spying on you. <laughs> well, we know we have people for that. Who's we? <laughs> Conspiracy theorists just lost their mind. Who's the we here? Oh, like, but the, you think about it though, like, this world, this this James Bond's world, it's a world where people like Kissy Kazuki uh, uh, Kissy Kazuki, yeah, yeah, lives. Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Uh, it, what is her Chris? Uh, Goodhead. Uh, Chris, what was her name? Uh, Holly Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. Yeah. Um, Christmas Jones. Like someone <laughs> named is Christmas Jones. It's the least over Subtle. innuendo. <laughs> it's the least innuendo they ever have. Uh, but it's forced one of the worst jokes in the whole I, James I Bond. I want to actually Christmas Jones. There's people named this. I want to go universe. into that world and find their baby name book. I know. Let's like let's this find... was popular this year. Was this subtle reference? To, uh, so your your male baby names are like James and and John, you know, normal names, and your female yeah. names are body parts. Yeah, like my name is James. What's yours? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Titties. I, I, uh, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. What were you named after? I can't. I can't legally write that down <laughs> on a piece of paper because that would be sen- I would have to be censured. <laughs> Like I was this. named after my father. What were you named after? I was named after my mom's pussy. Oh, God. Forewarning to everyone listening to this. <laughs> we're using... Yeah, these are the names of the characters, though. Well, That's I mean, it's weird. That's so dumb. James Bond, you got to talk like, about some Galore, though. Like, her last name is Galore. Galore. Like, <laughs> that's the worst last name to have for anybody. Like, my name is Mary. Mary Galore. What? Uh-huh. My name is Lotta. A Lotta Galore. Yeah. What? My dad's name was Frank. Frank Galore. What? What is oh, the Galore? And, or like if you're going to really be... My my dad's name was Richard. Richard we call <laughs> we, He goes uh, by a different name, but uh, yeah. uh, that's, you know. Geez. But it's like, uh, this, it doesn't make any sense. This is the world that James Bond inhabits and people like... The, when you well, stop and think about it. His world makes no sense. Well, it makes no sense that he can, you know, drink all the time, have all of the women that he Sleep wants. Sleep around as he wants. And he's still alive. Yeah. Like, 
which probably gave birth to that theory that it's a different agent. Yeah. Just using the codename James Bond, which makes sense, but at yeah. the same time, like, yeah. not when the history they share is the same. No, I mean, no, no, no. let's look at Timothy Dalton, or not Timothy Dalton, um, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Like, the villains he's faced, Goldeneye, there was a satellite pulled out of orbit. Somebody's going to notice that. Yeah. People are going to notice that. The next movie, a media mogul, apparently who's the the only media name in this James Bond world. Apparently. Like, no one else does it. No one else apparently is reporting news except for this guy. Carver. Carver. He gets killed. And they, they even make jokes like about that, that the government's releasing a headline about yeah. it. But it's like, people are going to notice that uh, around... Uh, Germany and Vietnam and all these things that mm -hmm. something was going on. There was yeah. a giant helicopter chase through <laughs> Vietnam shooting people yeah. up. I uh, think that's making the news. Yeah. Because I'm sure Carver would have spun that somehow. Yeah. But like then you've got, what else is there? There's the doggone uh, world is not enough with the the boat Oil. going through the tanks yeah. and stuff. Like somebody's no, not snapping pictures this? of this. Like <laughs> What's going the higher balloon just blew up and fell out, yeah. you know? Like what's no yeah. one sees this or the pipeline blew up in yeah. that one. Like, oh a pipeline. So I mean I, I can totally see MI six maybe quashing some of this, mm -hmm. but uh, they can't quash all of it. Not so much. So Especially uh, not in like the later years where mass like cell phones and stuff became the popular. Yeah. I mean Pierce Brosnan's were able to skid by because they were before yeah. it really took hold. But, but, like, by the time... What was his last one? Die Another Day? Yes. Yeah. The the doggone ray of the sun. <laughs> that blows blowing up the entire up The Arctic DMZ. North? Yes. And, and the DMZ being blown up. Like, hello! That's the DMZ. You've just radically changed international politics. Yeah. That's going to have some consequences. That was kind of the ace in the hole for the North and South, like... To be at peace. Yeah. There's a whole new Korea War right there, guys. Because who are they going to play? <laughs> oh, this rogue, uh, uh, old Asian, now white guy just yeah. used his Sonic or his Nintendo glove. To, <laughs> like, <laughs> his Nintendo glove to Call blow up Fred the Savage. <laughs> He's the wizard! <laughs> that was an old 80s reference for everyone out there. Only Fred but, Savage knows how to fix it. And they didn't need Halle Berry. They needed Fred Savage to show up. <laughs> this that would have that would have made that movie. So I wonder much how many years it would have taken. <laughs> oh, this is a princeless bride. <laughs> oh, but, so, but seriously, those all events happen, and no one bats an eye. Like, I know that. What kind of world would that be right now if all of those things transpired? In the real world. Oh, man. Like, seriously damaged relation. Like, oh, it would be yeah. insane. We'd constantly be at war oh. or in a some form of diplomat. Oh, <laughs> there'd, there'd be diplomatic meetings every other Thursday. Yeah. Like, repairing oh, what he's crazy. done. Well, uh, yeah. Well, because, well, it reminds me of Top Gun. I had a conversation with one of my old coworkers when I still worked at Gosner's for this, but we were discussing the ending of Top Gun, which if you grew up in the eighties, of course, that was such the big rah rah, yeah, America. USA, US, yeah. yeah. But 
if you think about it, the ending of Top Gun, which if, if you've not seen the movie, then, you know, congratulations, you didn't live in the 80s. <laughs> but um, in, in that movie, Top Gun, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, and maybe one other uh, F-14 are in somewhere. They're over Afghanistan, aren't they? Are they? I th- they're over the desert, I think. Or are they? I don't know. There's there's somewhere where they have to take on a couple of Soviet MiGs. And they blow up a few of them. It's a big dramatic thing. It's a big... They have this big air fight. They blow up a couple of MiGs. They chase off a couple more. It's this big thing. They land on the the aircraft carrier. Val Kimmer turns to Tom, Tom Cruise and says, You are still dangerous. But you could be my wingman any day. You know, this is big bro moment. They yeah. have some more erotic tension. You know. But we were discussing this one day and we realized, you know, if this was the real world, not just bro homie uh, Hollywood yeah, land, yeah. USA, USA, uh, there would be a huge international incident because a couple of American pilots blew up a couple of Soviet pilots. Or Soviet-affiliated pilots, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was. And um, that would be a major, major incident. And the Soviets would be spitting angry. The U.S. would now have to be like, uh, well, you know, they were doing bad stuff. And the Soviets would be like, well, bulls crap to that. And there would be this huge, major deal. And we could be looking at full-fledged World War III right now. And that would be a bad thing, obviously. Well, that's, that goes to, like, the Hunt for Red October, where yeah. they had to hide the fact that they were involved in any capacity because yeah. there was going to be problems. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, in Hunt for Red October, they did at least a good job of explaining why we're not now at full nuclear war with the Soviet Union. Yeah. But, you know, in Bond, at the end of every movie, we just kind of reset the whole world. It's like a sitcom. So at the start of the next movie, you don't look at the a next nuclear west yeah. wasteland. <laughs> the next well, despot's not ruling over a Mad Max Fury Road. There you go, landscape. Bond. Thank you. That's what Mad Thank Max you. is, is a sequel to the James Bond movies, if it <laughs> were real. There you go. There's a connection. Yeah. But you know, that's what you got to wonder, like, why the crap didn't this just kick off a massive nuclear exchange because James Bond stumbled into some giant thing and you know because that's totally what should have been happening well in yeah because like in Casino Royale yeah. the beginning he waltzes into that embassy yeah and he shoots up the place yeah. like he doesn't kill anybody except yeah. the one guy but he shoots up the place causes mass havoc yeah. gets caught on camera so they know who he is. Exactly. They have a picture of him. And I'm sure that the government there spread it to the government. Oh, like, this yeah. is what happened. This is whatever oppressor came in here. And then he shot the guy in cold blood and ran off. Like, you're telling me that MI6 is so good at diplomacy <laughs> that they were able to put the kibosh on that right away? And you're, and you're not telling me that MI6 isn't like... Okay, Immediately Bond, shooting uh, James Bond in the face? Yeah, he would be so done. Bird notice and kick him to the curb, if not just taking him out and pulling a bullet in his brain yeah, for that. Just like just because he's Daniel Craig attractive does uh, not save him from causing yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, that's the start. 
And then he goes off exactly. and does everything else in Casino Royale where exactly. he would get caught. And, and that, then Quantum of Solace, I mean, at least then he's a little bit under the radar, like he's hiding here yeah. and there. But not, you know, there's a giant government official just dead out in the desert. And another businessman that apparently to the open world was a Greenpeace yeah. diplomat. Yeah. Like he, that's what he did. They found him dead in the desert. No explanation at all. Like, come on. And then you have uh, spec or Skyfall, house in Scotland gets yeah. torn apart by a helicopter. <laughs> the Dagon attack helicopter is in Scotland. They're yeah. not going to raise some red flags about that. Or the attacks on the MI6 and yeah. like the courthouse, the train derailing, uh, the whole deal. Like all of these things just getting out to the mass public. Somebody's going to have a word and be like, have Bond on phone, video, or picture, yeah. something. His well, cover's they, blown. They kind of try to explain by having Moriarty taking over in the next movie, and that's why <laughs> he's able to get, o to get away with that. Sort of. Sort of. Ish. But well, even in the next one, he goes to Mexico City. Yeah. And he, he takes has, a, There's a whole building that explodes yeah. and crashes. Then there's the whole fight on the helicopter that's swooping above thousands, thousands of, of people. people in the Mexican square. They know who it is. They see this thing going on, and all it's like a guy falls out of it. And then he just flies away. It's like, that's making the news. So there's no TV cameras at this major event? This Festival of the Dead? There's nothing being covered here? Somebody doesn't have a camera or a phone or a video or a video camera or something? Like, Colin, a little... And then and no, nobody's like, oh, hey, it's that guy that was in that massive embassy shootout like a couple years yeah. ago. In it's the same Africa. guy that endangered everyone else. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He had that thing where he went through the construction hey, wait and a destroyed a bunch it's of that stuff. That parkour guy from Africa. <laughs> he destroyed a lot of stuff there, didn't he? And wait a minute. Well, then that movie continues on. And then there's the car chase through Italy, through Rome, isn't it? And you realize he's spending all of that movie rogue. Yeah. He's not acting he's not on covered. the orders of MI6. He's basically doing all of this on the orders of... Judy Dench. Yeah. Who's but, also dead and would yeah. be given the... And so, but he's doing this all... You know, M's like, well, I'm going to trust him a little bit, but... Yeah. And so... See, that's the other thing, like, when you connect the dots here. Like, in Skyfall, M is killed in Scotland at the same place that the house caught on fire and blown up next to a giant attack helicopter that somehow went over the border. Yeah. And it people aren't, like, putting the what? dots together on this. Like, the hero who saved MI6 lead M yeah. at the courthouse yeah. is not the same guy who does all that. They're, they're, James Bond's world yeah. would not exist. It's <laughs> totally movie fiction, but it's it's hilarious when you stop and think, like, how that would be real. Yeah. I won't even go into the Roger Moores. Like, oh, Moonraker. Oh, the Roger Moores. There's a Moors. giant moon station, or space station, <laughs> that has colonies, colonists wanting to live and make the New Earth people. And Oh, man. And then there's the underwater ones. and The, the one thing I'm going to say about 
the, the whole thing is so okay I'm a, a major Bond villain and my stated goal is to destroy most of the world's population how the crap do I get legions of followers yeah where do you hide where do you hire there's probably let's so like okay. in you only die twice there's like a thousand people in that volcano so you know let, let's assume that I'm blowfield yeah and or I, I, I'm not personally blowfield but I'm a recruit agent for mm -hmm. Spectre and you're wanting to apply for my organization and you're at your interview and I'm saying okay so you understand this is a major terrorist organization I'm going to actively try m multiple times to murder as many people as possible you want to be part of that organization don't you so we're gonna be killing men women children doesn't really matter and numbers indiscriminate until the final tally is taken exactly it, it it's true though yeah like you're the can you imagine being the low man on that totem yeah. pole you're the guy driving that little cart that bond has to <laughs> exactly. like, i'm just providing for my wife and kids i don't really know what's going on exactly. here exactly i'm just moving this plutonium like my boss <laughs> tells me <laughs> to and oh there's a guy with a gun wow and you know like it, it makes no sense and you're just kind of like yeah that's that's something i want to get on board with like, yeah you can I kind of understand like Spectre upper echelons. There are sure. all these companies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. But like private military organizations that somehow need engineers to build and mock up and do all these. It's like, do, do they go to Evil R Us? Is there like a country somewhere <laughs> yeah. where everyone who is like, I really want to design evil things goes yeah. to and then they graduate and they're put off in this lair somewhere? It makes no sense. What? Like... Even like uh, in uh, in Tomorrow Never Dies with Pierce Brosnan, it's a news organization. Yeah, Bond infiltrates it. Apparently, everybody has a gun. Yeah, because when there's like intruder, everybody comes up and starts shooting him. It's like it doesn't explain that it's Wait, a private what? security force. Yeah, it's like this is a media headquarters. You're telling me that the mail clerk has somehow <laughs> got an Uzi or something? So like this is an evil mail clerk. Is that what we're saying here? So the guys in IT are all private ninjas? <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense in that one because, like, the villain's henchman is, like, what's his name? The, the magician. Yeah. Who's in, like, everything else. But yeah. It's like you're, he looks like your average tech geek, <laughs> but he's this evil tech geek who's like, well, yeah. I'm going to filter out the noise and I'm going to help you with when you decide to kill your wife. Yeah. Like, I know um, the number of a German torturer <laughs> who's going to come in and kill your wife and kill Bond. And, yeah. Like, I just have that number in my back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, who doesn't? You don't know German which also, torturers? Which also begs the question, like, who puts their resume out? <laughs> like, that guy yeah. was a doctor. Like, he was an actual doctor, I think, of some uh, yeah, psychologist or something. Uh, forensics. Forensic type. He was a forensics. Forensics doctor. Yeah. Does he put out his resume that he sidelines in torture? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, how do they know that that's some guy? Like, do they call up some random forensic <laughs> doctor? By the way, uh, uh, do you dabble in torture? Do, do you know anything about torture? Like, well, and, you know, when you're doing your... your uh, uh, hiring interview 
That's kind of an awkward. <laughs> so uh, I also need somebody really good in torture. Do what you are, know anything what about are your that? What are your thoughts on mass mass genocide and personal torture? What are your, What are your What are your feelings towards that? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and understand that your your answers won't necessarily disqualify you for this this hiring, but they may affect. They it. may yes. affect, mm. and you may not be able to discuss this opportunity with <laughs> anyone else, including up to your family. <laughs> And another good question, too. Their layers. Who builds their layers? Exactly. Like, decides this volcano. Yeah. Or Baron Zemetti has, like, a cave in Louisiana. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't get that one. Like, <laughs> business office. Yeah, I yeah. get Because yeah, sure. you built your business. It's high up. But, like, like the, the, you only live twice. The volcano. It has a platform that opens yeah. up and closes. No one noticed this? <laughs> You're telling me all of Japan was like, oh, there's this giant workforce digging out this whole, whole thing. freaking volcano. Like, at least in GoldenEye, when they used a military complex, it was there. Yeah. Like, they just used it. Yeah. It wasn't like they built it under this lake. It yeah. was there. But, like, Doctor, no, they're building their lair in there with all these things and... Goldfinger has his, well, that's his estate, so I guess yeah. that really doesn't matter. But kind of like, makes sense. It, it doesn't make sense for these other ones. Like, not at all. You're telling yeah. me that a bunch of world leaders and go visit Rome and nobody notices? <laughs> like, in, Inspector? Yeah. Like, all, all of these business moguls or military, whatever they are, yeah. meet together. No one and notices that. Doesn't... that Send anybody any red flags? No, but nothing. I, it, 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 it honestly doesn't. But the, I think the point that gets me is what we kind of discussed about is with the henchmen. Like, who does that? <laughs> I, I, mercenary groups who are grouped together in a battle and then they decide to go off on their own thing, I get. Yeah. Because it's loyalty and stuff. But stuff like that where... It's this evil doctor who does one job specifically, but he also dabbles in this. Like, mm -hmm. what? It's like someone found, uh, like Jeffrey Dahmer, mm -hmm. made him their chief engineer over yeah f over logistics, but also has him kill some people on the side. Like, yeah. it's like I know yeah. you kill people, but you're not going to work for me. So you're going to do this this desk job and then you're going to do your hobby. Yeah. Like what? Because I think even in Tomorrow Never Dies, like this is more of a hobby. Yeah. Like, huh? huh? Yeah. Okay. So that was on your resume <laughs> and you knew specifically to go to this organization and say, I'm applying there because they need, they need, need my skills, I guess. Huh? I don't know. I, the James Bond would not exist. I think the gist of this is James Bond would not work in the slightest. They're they're great movies. I thoroughly enjoy them. Not realistic. Not at all. Which is funny because they're based off books, and you would think maybe there's some semblance, but not really. Not they're just really. fantasy. No. Huh. They're they're they work great in a comic book kind of reality. Because James Bond is himself kind of a superhero. He he would not exist as a real person. Quite outside of the, the super liver 
and <laughs> super immune system to yeah. STDs. But uh, no one single human being could do all of the stuff that James Bond does as a spy and a soldier. It's true. Especially if the continuity remains the same. He was doing it from 1960, well, before yeah. a reboot, 1960-something to, to 2000-something. Yeah. That's 40 years. That's a long time to be a secret agent and still look like Pierce Brosnan by the end of that well, that yeah. run, specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun That was a fun one. <laughs> it was interesting when you stop and think about it. So, you know, if, if you are looking for a job, you can always look, you know, on the dark web go, and see if Spectre's hiring. Go find some media mogul or something and just say you dabble in torture. It's a hobby. You'll get a job. Yeah, Being start at the bottom. Forensic. Be the forensic. Uh, be the little cart driver. <laughs> or he could be the guy that holds the box, opens it up at the right time, and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> just the guy holding the button. <laughs> That's all you are, is the guy holding the button, waiting for it to be called for. <laughs> but if you're lucky you can move up to you know henchman number two that is in the control room and uh you'll know, be the first one killed yeah when things go wrong but you know they, they'd have to have one hell of a great uh, insurance package the benefits package i doubt it but that's the, the only way the that villain they... knows you're gonna get killed you, one way or another you realize though that those guys fight to the death man it's probably great, uh, great benefits. Not like like uh, um, insurance or anything, but they probably got a heck of a rec room. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, movie keep, Taco Tuesday is, is just the best. Look at the babes that hang around with those guys. <laughs> That's the perk. That's the real perk. Is the eye candy, I guess, for it, men and women. Because if you notice, not a single one of them are unattractive. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's it's true. They they comes, must have one hell of a gym. Maybe. That's what it is. It's the gym. It's yeah. the gym membership you get. <laughs> Join Spectre. You get a heck of a gym membership. That must be where they recruit. Personal trainers for everyone. So they, they must like hang out in like gold, gold gym, gym and curves and stuff like that. And, hey, you uh, do Pilates really well. Want to join my evil organization? <laughs> I just saw you run that mile in ten minutes flat. Let's get or six minutes. I think you're great for this evil organization. Come join you could be a messenger. <laughs> you can drive the go-kart around. That's another thing, though. Why always monorails? Are, like, monorails just inherently evil? If that's the case, then Disney is, like, the most evil thing ever. Well, if you... Because it's got a great monorail. Ask some people, and then, you know... They probably would say that. Disney himself was, like, Hitler incarnate. And... Which is funny, because he lived at the same time, so... Dun, dun, what? dun! Inception! <laughs> Not really. Well, no. Well, there you go, everyone. This has been Mostly Off-Center, the podcast, where we talk about whatever. It's off-center. There's some Just foul like language. Whatever. Deal with it. It happens. Screw you. <laughs> if you're James Bond, just might. But that's but what we talk about. What are some topics that kind of strike you as funny? Something a little off, we'll talk about it here. Or even have you on and you can talk about it with us. That'd be fun, too. You guys can find us on Facebook or on YouTube at Mostly Off Center. You guys have a great one. I'm going to get me some pushy. <laughs>